Starting a business can be challenging, from handling customers to staying on top of marketing, sales, employee management, and everything in between. Maintaining business operations can be daunting. Wemu is here to help you. It's everything you need in one app. They understand your needs and have designed Wemu to anticipate them. Wemu assists in your growth by giving you the components you need, such as point of sales, invoice, reports, and more. Keep things moving with Wemu. It comes in with built-in reminders that keep you on track and mitigate stress. God knows we need that. Remember, it's more than a data capturing software. It's your companion. Wemu helps you to be productive and stay motivated. Time to thrive, thrive with Wemu. <laughs> It facilitates prosperity for solopreneurs and small business owners such as The Scrapyard. You also gain access to the Discovery app. With Discover, your business becomes highly visible to your local community allowing you to establish new customers and create important partnerships. Sign up and get an early access to Wemu. Yeah, so feel free to visit the website at wemu.io and their Instagram handle is the same, wemu.io. All right. Yep. Um, this is The Scrapyard. I'm Marco Suarez. And I'm Johnny Altamonta. Where the conversation is more important than uh, where you end up. So this is officially our second episode. Um, we had some great feedback from our first episode. We... Got a ton more uh, listens than we thought we would. Yeah, thank you to everyone that listened and thank you for your feedback. It's a huge growing process and we're trying to improve with every episode we do. Yeah, so please, please, please feel free to keep leaving comments, uh, good, bad, everything in between. We read them all, we listen to them all and we take them all into account because uh, we keep trying to get better and better. Nice, very good. So last time we got a little bit on the topic of Tinder dating in the Philippines and today we wanted to talk about something different. We wanted to tackle um, first jobs. I mean, um, a lot of our listeners are in college and coming out, and we wanted to share our experiences with them, make them feel like they're not alone, and that also that, you know, they're growing pains to starting work. And um, Johnny's got a hell of a lot of stories about that. Uh, I've got a bunch of them, and uh, not just for college students. I guess people who are, you know, in their first jobs, second jobs, third yeah. jobs. Me and Marco have been through a, a number of jobs. I've had nine jobs. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you beat me. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll start then. Yeah, please. Um, my first job straight out of college, um, well, I was a researcher at first. Uh, researcher for what? Um, Rare Philippines. So they are an NGO, and I specifically worked on local fisheries. Okay. Um, so that, that was more of a project-based sort of thing. Um, so it really did have a deadline. Like, it was a three-month thing. I had to do this in three months, et cetera, et cetera. It was like an internship? No, no, no. It was a, re a project-based researcher position. So what did you do exactly? Re research. So I helped to design a toolkit uh, for local governments to use to sort of manage fisheries. Was it hands-on research? Like, you were going to places, taking samples? Or no, 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 no. It was uh, more... Uh, it's it basically I could work from home. I could uh, research online. I just draft some stuff up, and I'd send it over for comments. Um, what was not great? It sounds it sounds nice, and it sounds like you know a lot. It of sounds stuff convenient, I, right? Yeah, convenient, and also like wow, what it, it, this is something that could do some good, right? Yeah, it's a toolkit for local governments. Um, I probably did like two drafts of maybe, damn, maybe like ten lines total. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot. I sent it for comments. I never heard anything damn. for like a month and a half. It's like okay, cool. Mm. Follow up. 
uh hey guys what's what's happening over here uh still nothing uh i added till now one more line and then eventually i just like they, they paid me for the three months mm. after maybe six months uh and i just never heard from them again so i felt a little bad because you know i really wanted to do something mm. um this was back when i was fresh out of a an environmental science degree and i was very convinced i would become a researcher and a, and a scientist you know the whole academe route yeah um that didn't really pan out uh so that was that was my f- very first job it wasn't that great yeah what about you what is your first job like uh they were all pretty my first three were all really similar and i don't know if they count as jobs they were internships i just interned for three different banks okay how were these banks in Australia or were the banks here? Two in the Philippines and one was in Australia. Okay. Um, well, you don't have to drop names. If you want to, feel free. Uh, uh, that's fine. I mean, they're, they're the big banks. They made you do the same stuff. Financial, analyze this, um, create models that. A lot of Excel work. A lot of making friends mostly because you're just stuck to a computer the whole time. That's fine. So you were actually doing work nonstop? No. No, I was not. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I what was, are you doing? I was really, I, was, I watched the entire season of The Office. Uh, not the entire, the entire series. In that's like two weeks. Incredible. That's right, man. That's right. I've been watching that for three years. I'm not done. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like it's kind of boring talk. But we, when you're designing a model, they weren't doing a lot of things with due diligence. Like there's a lot of shortcuts to be taken. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like where did you get this interest figure for that interest figure for this? So I kind of just. You know, just followed suit and work was done pretty quickly there. Okay, so your first two were in the Philippines. Your third was your third one was in Australia. Mm-hmm. Was there a big difference um, jumping between the two? I mean, they were both similar internships, similar institutions. What, was there any defining differences between the two? Well, um, the learning in Australia was a lot more complete and hands-on. Okay, how so? Like, um, they really, really. The quality of the work was how I, I feel a lot better because um, they really specialized you in one thing All right. and they really put a hands-on mentor for you to really learn that industry, how it worked and um, all of his expertise. There was a great communication between you and your mentor. You can access them at any time while the internships I had here, if they weren't at the office, you can talk to them. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I'm not sure which is better though, because I mean, uh, is it does it come does it stem from a very communicative relationship or is it more? Because like for me personally, if I was in a mentor position, I also would not want to be contacted outside of the office, you know. Well, my working experience here and there, I just felt like the people that were teaching me really, really wanted me to learn. And oh, that's Really awesome. wanted me to excel. Okay, that's fantastic. Yeah, like, so it's really mentorship. It's yeah. not a. It's not a chore. It's Absolutely, a, and it bled over to whenever you had a mentor in anything. Like even in school, there'd be professors that would pick out students that were doing exceptionally well at their class. Oh wow! And they would be like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna va- evaluate like let's say this factory, um, like a hands-on Warren Buffett approach to investing." I've invited four other students. If you are interested, feel free to come. Oh wow! So yeah, it's like if even if it's just studying, um, like yes. even your 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 teachers help you out. Absolutely, like they they want you to do well. They want you to succeed. That's awesome. And so they put a lot of what's it called um, value in your opinion because you're young. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, instead of the whole "I'm older than you," I've seen more, I've done more. Um, thus, I am thus, I, right. thus I know better. They get these four students with who are participating in class and have fresh takes in the industry. So it helps them, helps us. Oh, okay. That's that's actually quite a it's quite an interesting take. So those were your three first internships. Mm-hmm. Right? All banking, all pretty much the same thing. Okay. What about first job? Job. First real job. Yeah. Where I got paid. 
Yeah. Oh, you weren't paid for your internships? No, nah, man. That sucks. I got to experience the banking life, which is wow. What a dream. That's all. I actually did have an internship and it was paid and it was here in the Philippines. Damn you. Um, it's also pretty awesome because I didn't do anything. Um, <clears throat> so that was over a summer. Um, so I was again supposed to do research. Yeah. Except the per- so the office is based in Manila, but the person I was in contact with um, was based in Shanghai. Oh. So he was this British dude who looked exactly like Elrond from Lord another Lord of the Rings reference, but Elrond. I swear he looked exactly like Elrond. Did he inspire you? He did. Amazing. Until he disappeared. Um so that was a two month internship and we had one Skype call. I did all the work again, made the draft, sent it over to him, and he just disappeared off the face of the earth. That sucks, man. Yeah, no, in my head I thought he literally died, like was just kidnapped or something. Well, John, Lord of the Rings is over. He's won the war. There's no reason for him to stay anymore. That's you're right. They did sail off at the end of That's it. That's it, man. That's it. having a good time, Elrond. This. Um, so yeah, I got paid for that too. Um, it was mostly another work from home thing, and they, you know, they made me fill up a thing like how many hours did you do, and I was like, oh, full hours. I did all of it, all the time. All the hours, <laughs> all the hours, and they they pay me for it. But it's true though. I, I really did uh, email him like maybe every day or every other day. Sometimes just, you know, hey, how are you? Yeah, how you, how you doing, buddy? Uh, how are you doing with your wife? Tell yeah. me about your life. Yeah, I never applied. <laughs> um, so, I, so my first two experiences, technically, nothing really happened. Uh, I wanted them to happen. I really enjoyed um, the work I was supposed to do. Did you make decent money, though? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's less than minimal wage. Oh, damn. But um, coming off a very broke college student... Uh, money's allowance money's money man yeah man in the philippines yeah any everyone will take any job they can get absolutely you just scrap at it you know but yeah the first job i got i did that was paid was i was uh hands-on say okay. what's it called uh clerk for french connection in australia french connection what's french connection it sounds it's a clothes saucy. Brand. yeah it's a clothes brand okay and um what's it called funny story um guess how much i got paid how much did you get paid 37 Australian dollars an hour. An hour. An hour. That's more. That is four times more than I would make in a day. That's right, bro. It was amazing. For like my high paying job in the Philippines. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And um, I got the job. Well, my first day was so hilarious. I come in and um, there is no supervisor. Okay. They had a scheduling area and um, I had to handle two floors, women's and men's section. And there was no one to teach me anything. I came in first day. I didn't know how to work the cash register. I didn't know how to work supply. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about. I didn't even know how to fold the shirt properly. Like nothing, right? That's hard. I still don't know how to fold the shirt properly. Oh, I can fold any shirt. You know, you, can anything. you do that now? Right now? Like, it's, is that something you learned at French Connection? Yeah, there's like a proper way to hold like the like those YouTube videos where you hold these three like little points and it automatically. They always confuse me and I give up. It's uh, okay. So after this, I'm I, a professional. I want you to show me after this. No, no worries, no problem. Okay, cool. Anyway, so. I come in first day. There's no one to teach me. Uh, this the state manager calls me and says, "We are so sorry. Um, we don't know what to do. Just hang out and do your best because we don't know what to tell you." I stay there. I only choose. I choose to just handle the men's section because I don't know. I don't want to walk between two floors. Right. And uh, apparently, while I was there on my first day, I broke a sales record. Their biggest one. They, my I'm section was literally. 20 feet wide. I had three racks of clothes. White shirts, blue shirts, and beige shorts. That's and all you need. That's all I had. 
and uh, I sold uh, I think a thousand five hundred dollars worth in the day. Wow! Yeah, that's that's actually yeah, it was, pretty I, amazing. Because I just hung out, stood up. It was my first day. I want to make a good impression, and I just okay. talked to every single dude that was there that was stuck with his kids or his wife. Okay. Yeah. So what is your sales pitch? How'd it go? It wasn't even a sales pitch. Like I, I would get lonely on the floor. <laughs> like I, had, I had no friends. No <laughs> so manager. You don't yeah, know not, idea what's not, going I, on. I don't know what's going on. And it was in a department store. So like I ha- it was just standing. I didn't have anywhere to sit either. And that's when I had Oh wow, standing. That's why I had a lot that's of tough. and I had a lot of back pain. So I had to just I, I had to, you know, take a lot of breaks. Anyway. All right, go. So I would just talk to these guys who were waiting for their wives and like, hey man wives am i right <laughs> that, that's enough they'll be like, oh this guy oh amazing oh I, man talked to him for like five minutes and i'm like hey you know like i, like, I don't want to like sales pitch you off the bat but i have white shirts and blue shirts and shorts do you need any of that and he'd be like oh yeah i could take a couple then they uh take on like five or six i'm like oh no way sick amazing yeah so day two comes around manager co- visits and says what you did amazing <laughs> amazing Phenomenal. i've never seen like technique like that before legit like he was um what's it called he was saying no supervision that record's been there for like we our store's been open for like two or three years or maybe five i wasn't really listening and um <laughs> uh, yeah you broke it all by yourself we don't know what to tell you they, they just keep doing you and that's why i got 37 dollars an hour they gave they put me at the weekend shift okay and then in australia you get paid double or at least a bonus on weekends. That's awesome. Yeah. So it ended up being I I could only work twenty hours a fortnight, which is every two weeks. A fortnight. Yeah. Right. People use that word. Yeah, I know. So I'd have like like I work both weekends, make like five hundred, six hundred bucks a week. And then wow, I, wait, five hundred. Mathing in my head. That's really good for twenty hours. Twenty hours a month. Did you say twenty hours a fortnight? So forty hours a month. Forty hours a month. Mm-hmm. That's like a regular work week. Yeah. Wow. So you work one week a month. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it was super chill, which is why I'm so impressed I got fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. How did you get fired? Well, I'll be straight. I got cocky, man. I, I was the hot what? new kid selling things left and right. Of course you are. Of yeah. course you are. And um, I had a back injury. L5S1 disc uh, was kind of protruding out of my spine. Wait, the what disc? L5S1. It's the lowest disc you have in your spine, like right above your buttocks. Uh-huh. And the pain was unreal. Like, I couldn't stand up for more than an hour straight. Okay. So I started making a lot of, like, shortcuts while I was working. I'd be like, if I, if I sell one thing an hour, I'm technically still the best salesman they've ever had. <laughs> so I would just sell I'd sell something. Then I'd take, like, a 20, 30-minute break to sit down in the bathroom because I just couldn't stand up anymore. Wow. that's That sounds tough, man. Yeah, I took shortcut after shortcut. I was still meeting quotas but not being on the floor a lot. Yeah, and yeah, then um, yeah. there was one night, massive party the night before. I just looked messed up at work. And the manager that didn't show up on the first day shows up and says, hey, man, you look messed up. We've all been there. How about you take a nap in the in the storage room, the storage closet? Okay. So I'm um, like, yeah. like Wait, fit- the storage closet where they keep like... All uh, the clothes, all the inventory for the entire floor. Okay. So I, uh, for like 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, we're good. Okay, yeah, go on. 15 minutes. Let's make sure it's charging, bro. There you go. We're Sorry. fine. Experiencing a little technical difficulties. Okay, we're good. Back okay. to it. So there's uh, he says, just take it down for 15 minutes. No big deal. And uh, come back to work. I make this giant blanket fortress out of all the old supply of jackets, shirts, and pants. Okay, awesome. And I sleep in. And it turns out I sleep for three hours. <laughs> damn, damn. Okay. And uh, my feet were all sticking out too. And all the stores in that one department floor share a supply closet. 
So everyone's passing through. Just saw my giant size 12 feet just sticking out. And they're all like, wow, <laughs> new kid. Fuck him. That put me from the, on the, being on the great books to being on the normal books. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cause Wait, so that wasn't enough to That wasn't even enough to fire me. Yeah, oh, okay, he, cool. he, the, the manager comes up and he's all like, Mark, I know you're good with people. And <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this whole snoozing thing that you're starting the snoozing culture you're starting i'm like yeah i'm, I'm really sorry like i had a i had a big day the night before and he's like yeah how about let's just never talk about it again i'm like you're amazing i would love to never talk about it again <laughs> this is perfect of course you're the you're the hot young stud who broke the sales record that's it man. you get one pass and what's awesome is we had a store across the street that was a full like uh what's it called a uh, full real store like uh, that you walk into and um i outsold them that day on that first day Awesome. With my little little booth uh-huh, with three uh-huh. little pieces of inventory. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, I misscheduled a bunch of shifts with my exams and I didn't show up. And that's why I got fired. Okay, that makes sense. But it's not really fired because when, you, when you're like, they just they just stop giving you shifts because they always have casual, uh, what's it called? Right, People on right. call. So it's sort of like a soft, they just, they ghosted you basically. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm used to <laughs> so i took that like a champ all right awesome did your strategy change over time since that first day or i mean the, how you approached sales or was it always just more or less the same all it talked to me was that if you're friendly and you're you know you're talkative and you don't have a sales pitch in mind it'll you'll get the customer's trust and off the bat you can just kind of work with that right so you're, you're not hard selling anything i want i was just desperate for friendship. Just genuine <laughs> genuinely loneliness. lonely. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that works. Desperation and loneliness. Oh yeah, that's how you get the most results, Johnny. I know that that. And I mean, you only had three products: blue shirt, white shirt, brown shorts. Yeah. Imagine what you could have done with like I don't know a striped shirt. I wasn't ready. No, <laughs> no one was ready for that. I wasn't ready to sell a fourth thing. Ah, uh, start a new fashion trend. My Everybody's brain in striped shirt. Can only handle so much inventory. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Why don't we set up a little stall, honestly? Like, literally just white shirts, blue shirts, brown shorts. Let's keep it going. And just talk to strangers. And talk to strangers. Except we'll travel. We just have a backpack full of them. Like a traveling like, hey, boutique. Man, oh, that's a pink shirt you got there. It's not white. Damn. It's that's not how you blue. Get exactly. <laughs> Luckily, I have both. <laughs> I will just do that. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, so what was your next job after the research one? Ooh, my next job after... Well, technically, it was still a research job. Um, but for this one, I did environmental impact assessments. Okay. Um, so basically... Big word. Yeah, I know. Uh, EIA for short. Um, basically, if you're putting up anything in the Philippines... You did AIA? Yeah. You did some mad AIA? AIA. Okay, sure. Yes. <laughs> I was, was AIAing it up. Um, so basically, if you're putting up anything in the Philippines, if it's large enough and you're constructing it, you need to get an environmental impact assessment, which just basically is a public document that tells people what are the impacts to the environment that this thing is going to cost. So like just being responsible with your business. Like, yes, okay. yes. It, it's a lovely piece of uh, policy that people are required to go through. Um, in, in theory, uh, in practice, obviously, there's a lot of shady stuff going on. Mm. Um, but before the shady stuff, I mean, my job was just pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, so... I, I was coming in kind of hot, you know. Yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I want to get paid big bucks." All right. Uh, Who no, doesn't? I was paid super minimal minimum wage. And what is that? Uh, God, it was like twelve thousand pesos a month. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Around twelve thousand pesos a month. 
Gosh. And the overtime pay was also ridiculous. I remember one month I worked maybe 30 to 50, something like that, overtime hours. Guess how much I was paid for the, the total. duration of the extra 30 to 50 hours. Yeah, guess how much I was paid for the total. I'm a spitball, 4,000 pesos. 500. Pesos? Yes. What? That's 10 pesos an hour. Yes, for overtime. Overtime pay. That's 25 Australian cents an hour. Yes. 25 yes. cents. You made more than 100 times that. Did I do it right? Yes, you did. It. You made more than 100 times that. That is shocking. Selling white shirts and blue shirts. And I was off saving the environment. I don't know what to say. Like, I know. That, that's very depressing. No, it was, it was, it was a bit tough. Um, so what sucked was um, we were super understaffed too. So I mean, if you're doing 50 hours overtime, that means you are generally understaffed. Yeah, yeah. You're just not, <laughs> you know, something's wrong. Something's up. Um, and it's a family-owned business. And it seemed very obvious that the person running the business very very wealthy um just kind of coasting off it you know um so it's was, it was kind of sucked which like so there right. wasn't any heart in the business that you were working in not really there's like no there's negative mentorship um see isn't that amazing that like you were doing something that was really meaningful really helpful to everyone the, the environment the people that live in it and um you weren't getting the support that you needed yeah i was selling the white shirts on the market and everyone knew it. Everyone knew <laughs> everyone it. Everyone knew it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it came to a point where... Uh, Your mentor did not love you. I got no love. Mm -hmm. I got no love. He would never let you nap. She. She. Never let nap. She got mad at me one time. In the storage closet. Never. Yeah. We didn't even have a storage closet. Disgusting. The storage closet was my desk. <laughs> it really was. It's kind of sad. It is sad. It's really small. <laughs> so I couldn't really do anything. Well, is there any light at the end of the tunnel? Did you have a job that you liked? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, eventually. I, uh, but for this job, what, what broke the, the straw that broke the camel's back was, well, two straws, I guess. The first one, um, I applied to Al Gore's climate reality thing. All right. The leadership training, and I got in and everything. So That's I, mad. Yeah, it was really cool. So I asked if I could take a leave for a week so I could fly off to Pittsburgh and, yeah. and go through that. And she's like, yeah, sure. You know, signed off on it and everything. Turned over all my work and everything. But as I mentioned, we were super understaffed. Okay. So uh, my two other colleagues basically collapsed under the work. Couldn't really handle it. And uh, guess who got thrown under the bus? You? Yes, the guy who's not there. Okay. Um, so yeah, so when I come back, uh, boss gets really mad at me. Like... Why would you? Why would you just leave like that? And I'm like, but you let me. You signed those papers. You said I could leave. It's like no, you you left your workmates with all your work. I'm like no, no, I, no. Damn. I don't know what to say. I was like, okay, that kind of sucks. I'll just roll with it. And she's like, you know, if you don't pick it up, I'm gonna have to let you go. I'm like, oh, honestly, at this point, that's kind of cool. But what I left when I left was, um, so we had a meeting with one of our proponents. Uh, or like a client, basically, mm. um, who will remain nameless, I guess, because I may have signed something. I honestly don't know what I signed, but it, <laughs> I may have signed something that, you know, anyway, anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were putting up something that was potentially very destructive to the environment. Mm. Actually, no, it was very destructive to the environment and to people's health. I know because I did a report. Yeah. Um, so we showed them the report and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to show to the public. And they were just like, you can't say that. In that way, no, make it sound better. And I was just like straight up. So you, so you want me to lie? Yeah. And they're like, no, not lie. 
I'm not asking you to lie. Just change it. And um, my favorite line from that meeting was from the VP of that company. Guys, yeah. let's not be afraid to be a dirty capitalist here. Damn. Dirty capitalist. I'm like, okay. Um, that's cool. Uh, the mayor of the town where they're putting up the project was there also. And he's not allowed to do that. Because he's supposed to be an impartial, you know. Right. So I was like, wow, this is just a whole can of worms. Yeah. So after that meeting, I sent in my resignation letter by yeah. email. I was like, all right, I'm out. It's not like you're paying me anyway, so whatever. So what happened to Johnny after that? After that, my girlfriend's dad gave me a job, which was really nice. Yeah, that's sick. Because I had no money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I coasted on that for a bit. Tried to do the freelance freelance life, you know, traveled a little bit. Tried to do some stuff. Didn't work out too well. Hey, where'd you go? Uh, God, where's that place? Uh, starts with a Zamboanga. Was it here? Was it, it in the Philippines? Abroad? Okay, it's in the Fili- like it a remote Z- village. Yes, um, Zamboanga with some village honeys. No, how village we talking? Very village, like bear boob walking around. No, that doesn't. Does that happen? I don't know. You're the scientist. No, I guess it is not. I watch a lot of that Geo. You do watch a lot of that. Oh. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, well, the most remote I guess I went to my last job where I was paid minimum wage. I went to this place in Mindanao, um, where it's full of. Uh, it was basically an NPA. Okay. Uh, what is that village? The what did it call? National People's Army. Very basically leftist, very extreme left terrorist group. Okay. Um, and so we went to their encampment where the year before. They beheaded the mayor of the city. Wild. Like literally on that spot. Like, yes, uh, they, they beheaded the mayor last year. Right okay. Here. And it's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, what, were, what were you doing there? Uh, air quality. We're testing the air. Okay. Which sucks because you have to be there for a full 24 hours. Okay. Like 24 hours straight to test the air. So we're just hanging out. Uh, we bas- So what happened was we basically got everybody drunk. We bought a ton of alcohol, just gave everyone alcohol. And they super liked us after that. Uh, turns out the NPA chief dude, commander... It was his nephew's birthday, so they killed a goat for us. That's nice. It was, it was, it was a pretty good goat. Um, everybody was just blasted by like 10 a.m. I was just hanging out, testing my air for like 24 hours. Just, open. just God, just I just want to. Man, the stuff, the work you do and you're going freelance, man. You yeah. Know, you just um, end up doing some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what happened. It was, uh, it was pretty good. The goat was great. It tasted wonderful. That's good to hear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some good goat. That makes up for it. Yeah. It the did terror, make up for the it. The terror you must yeah. have felt. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my freelance life. What about you? After your first technical job, what happened to you? Because uh, uh, we've so far we've gone through three internships, one job, which means you still have five left. Uh, I modeled and acted and TV hosted for two years in the Philippines. Model, acted, TV, yes. Yeah, it was the quickest way to make money, and my my whole goal was to go back to Australia. And um, I would never have made that money to make that possible if I got any entry level job here. Absolutely, it's just no way. Like the uh, what's the starting salary here? Twenty four thousand, twenty two thousand well, pesos after after if it, taxes. If it's me, it's twelve thousand. Damn, it makes me sad that you had to go through that. Yeah, I know. But like, let's just say the average is twenty two thousand, twenty four thousand, which is roughly eight hundred dollars Australian. A I month. think it's probably less. Yeah, it's less than twenty. I and think. then you imagine if if it was physically possible for me to save all that and not spend anything, I still wouldn't have had enough money to live in Australia for three months and look for a job there and stand a chance of staying. Oh yeah, okay. and yeah. So acting was quick, easy money. What did you act in? Me? Oh, uh, mostly commercials. 
Yeah? What, yeah. Is, what is your favorite one? Hella Asian commercials. Oh, yeah? Hella Asian. How Asian are we talking? I'm talking like aliens fighting laser guns. It came out, uh, what's it called? It showed in theaters, and uh, it was right before Doctor Strange, and that was the commercial that all my friends saw. And they were no like, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was the ship. It was for shipping cart. I, I watched Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. You watched the wrong Doctor Strange then. It's you a didn't, great no, movie. No, no, I'm sorry. You didn't watch Doctor Strange because you would have seen me. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so aliens and whatever. What, what else did you do? How was your experience shooting those commercials? Was exhausting. it easy? It was exhausting. Tough? Because the standard contract for commercial work here, um, just for clarity, when you do a commercial job here, you're paid like 50 to upwards of 50, a uh, thousand pesos, which is like two months of work in any yeah, other job awesome. here, right? All so, right. For like a day's, how, how long does it take? 24-hour shoot? shoot. Awesome. Yeah. But they will milk that 24 hours. Okay. Like, so it's, a, it's, a, it's literally a straight 24 hours. Yeah. Like nonstop. first they'll pump you with coffee. And when that stops working, they'll pump you with uh, Baraka to keep you awake. What? Yeah, Baraka. Do you snort it? Nah, man. It's like, a, I, don't, I don't know how it works. Vitamin B, I, I don't it's know. It's just vitamins. Yeah, but it, it gives you at least another two, three hours. Really? To, yeah. It'll oh, okay. push it. And then after that, like you can just take as many smoke breaks as you want because nicotine will keep you up also. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fun because the first time you see your like project up uh, on the air, you're like, wow, oh, I, hey, yeah, I love it. Dude. Also, that's so me. Oh, hey, exactly. what are you, doing? you can talk to your friends about it, show yeah, family, yeah, show, show, show people you care about, and that's the fun part. But I knew I didn't love the job because after a while, the novelty of having yourself on the air got old. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Like, I didn't love the art of acting. I didn't All love right. the. Was there anything you weren't proud of? Like, you want to bury and uh, like never show anyone? Oh, yeah. I have one commercial where oh, I have yeah. blue hair. Massive blue hair, which I've never been paid for, by the Very way. Very anime. Yeah, super anime. It was Like a, Super Saiyan kind of blue hair. Yeah, it was an ad for, I think, Clash of Clans. And I was one of those <laughs> wizards. There's a wizard in Clash of Clans. Amazing. I haven't played it, but it sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was the first commercial I ever did. And the director straight yelled at me so freaking hard. Awesome. Yeah, but it was in Tagalog, yeah. our native language. So I couldn't understand it. But you could tell by the reactions of everyone in the room that he had must have said something super offensive because <laughs> <laughs> everyone would just go around. Like, you know, they kind of look at you like they care about you, yeah. but they don't want to be associated of with course, you. They're kind of like. <sighs> so even the other people were crying in the background. Yeah, they were like, how could you say that to him? And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to sit in my little box chair and just think about what you could have said to me. <laughs> <laughs> could have been anything. Yeah. yeah. I had my uh, handler there and she's like, honey, are you all right? Like, this is your first time. Like, I hope you're okay. And I'm like, if I understood anything he said, I would have, I'd be on the spot crying right now, <laughs> but nothing. I was just like during the headlights, cameras and lights. And I really couldn't understand what he was saying. So I came out in one piece. Awesome. Yeah. It's exhausting, unpleasant work. Did the commercial ever air? It did. Apparently. You just but never I, saw it. I never it. saw it. Because you've never gotten paid for it, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, I've... Uh, what's it called? There's a couple of commercials I've never seen because, I don't know, I just never... They're not on YouTube, and I'm not going to catch them around watching TV. That's true. Yeah. All right. That's but I awesome. made some great friends on they, they, doing that stuff, filming. I can imagine. Yeah. And every everyone's pretty pretty damn friendly, unless you're really unlucky and you got a stickler director and Who a stickler client. Who screams at you and makes you feel terrible. Because I didn't do my market research and... Uh, get into the character of a blue-haired wizard <laughs> fast enough. Yeah, well, that's, I agree. You're, that's, you're completely at fault. Right? Yeah, he goes up to me and, then, and um, what's your, paint this picture. I don't believe your blue hair at all. <laughs> your blue hair is a lie. You're a lie. It's like you've never had blue hair before. What are you doing? Yeah, the it's like your first time? Huh? <laughs> I see you. 
the magic's not real. I stopped believing in magic when I looked at your face. <laughs> <laughs> These are some of the things I imagine he said because I don't know what he said. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry I have to go through that. No, it's okay. It's part, of, it's part of work. Like, you figure out, you, you do lots of jobs, you figure out what you like or what you like about a certain job, and you do a, you take that over to the next one you look for. Awesome. So, what did you like best about acting? Hmm. Really, just that other people saw my work. <laughs> <laughs> so putting something novel out there is yeah. sort of being like, okay, well, this is something I can be proud of. If, is- yeah, if I spin it into something helpful, I can make it out as the feeling that you get after you produce work and it has like a worthwhile value to the people around you. Oh, that's awesome. That's a, that like, sounds like a nice Like feeling. enough for people to see. Like it, it's hard when you're in accounting and you make yeah. a really nice report and your yeah. friends aren't going to come around and be like, that report amazing that spreadsheet you made beautiful like every decimal on point no i mean it's it's different yeah it's different i I can get behind that so what did you do after that um the whole acting modeling did that for two years had a stint in bangkok for two months because i got a oh yeah i got an international modeling contract there that was freaking amazing best time different story though okay yeah we'll we'll say there's a whole bunch of stories in there bangkok's amazing we'll say that for another episode exactly then uh when i got into australia i was looking for a job that could give me the chance to stay permanently right and the only job i could find that fit my diploma my my uh bachelor's degree and all the requirements that are necessary to get a visa to stay was a prop trader at a crypto firm crypto firm okay so crypto trading crypto firm yeah trading cryptocurrencies bitcoin ethereum mostly how long how long did that last that lasted eight months wow Eight months of that life. What mm. is that like compared to? It was. It was. I. I really liked it. I'll. I'll be honest. The. the it was a commissions job, so you only made money if you made money for the company. Uh huh. So um, but it was like an internet cafe culture, and we grew up with that. That's awesome. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, but it was just you and your account, and you traded the way you saw fit. You man. You uh, improved on your own pace. Um. And everyone was more than willing to help because Fantastic. everyone would be on their computers for eight, 12 hours at a time and would just yearn for human contact. Oh. <laughs> like after eight, 12 hours do. of just trading, you just kind of stay in the break room and you're like, uh, you've been here for an hour and you haven't eaten. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm just looking for friends. <laughs> I want to ask. It's always that search for friendship, man. How to human. <laughs> like, please speak to me. <laughs> Yeah, like, do it, call me anything. <laughs> like degrade me. Let's just keep talking just to, talk me. to me. Man. I want to hear human voices. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. You did that. Um, so mm-hmm. that was your most recent one, right? Before mm-hmm. coming back here to the Philippines. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like fun. I went to become a scientist again. Mm. Um, but this time at a museum, and that was a lovely experience. Yeah. Oh, uh, what museum? Uh, the Mind Museum in BGC. That's cool, out. dude. Lovely little museum. Lovely people. Um, what did you do in the museum exactly? I was one of the resident scientists. Yeah. So what that meant was we were in charge of, well, doing a lot of things, really. We handled little programs. We did a lot of educational programs. We did yeah. a bunch of science shows. Yeah, with kids? Yeah, with kids. Um, so it's sort of, um, yeah, very educational uh where we teach a lot of kids about science mm. but it's nice because um you'd have to do that within like a one hour show or 30 minute show or really short interactions right right which means um kids still respect you <laughs> within that one hour they don't right. know you. you're still the coolest person for that whole hour That's especially nice. if you're a scientist and like you start setting yourself on fire which i do damn so it's always like okay every kid there like, you know, they just respect you. Because eventually, if, if a kid gets to know you long enough as a teacher, they just 
they just lose respect. Like, well, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, For some I'm, people, maybe not me. But yeah. um, I don't know. It was fun. So uh, we taught a lot. We did a lot of programs. Um, and it was just awesome. Wonderful team. Wonderful, wonderful mentor. Hope to have her as a guest on the show one day. It'd be nice. That's sweet. How do you? How long did you work there for? I was there for ten months. Ten eight months. Eight months. Nine months. Hmm. Uh, let me math. Math's too hard. Nine months. I'm gonna say nine months. So, ten months, what's ten one months. thing that uh, you took away from the job that you we'll carry with forever? You now? Yeah. Oh, I can do this really cool magic trick where I can make a card disappear and appear. Do it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What, what magic? What? How do you yeah. learn magic at the job? Oh, because we had one science show where it's basically the science behind magic. What? Right? And it, it's a lot of things, but it's a lot of, you know, just science. Like the study of misdirection, study of like that? A little bit, cues? a little bit, yeah, a, a little bit. And also just using science to make things um, look magical, but it's really just simple science behind it. Oh. But I wanted to do one trick that was just like, that would have been my opener, literally just make a card appear out of thin air and then just like throw it away and be like, magic's lame. Mm. And it's just easy. Just people just make cards appear out of nowhere and what? And that's what I wanted to do. So I practiced for months. Yeah. Months. <laughs> months. Yeah. Dude, what's, the, what's the card trick? You have the card. It's literally your hands like just empty and then you do the thing and the card's there. Huh. It's just a little simple card appearing, disappearing thing. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So um, what... That will keep with me forever. So tell, tell everyone what, uh, what you're doing now. So what we're doing now, I quit that job recently, two mm-hmm. months ago, uh, to become an entrepreneur. Um, so it's something I've been working on on the side for a while, uh, sort of a long in parallel as mm-hmm. I was working as a scientist. I uh, started up a company uh, called Green Bay Energy Solutions. Uh, it's an energy solutions company. So basically, if you're using energy, we'll come up with a solution to uh, reduce your bill at the end of the month through renewable energy, energy management, all that kind of stuff. So you're always just keeping in tune to just being helpful to the environment wherever you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's um, nice. Yeah, so I started that up. Um, See, I'm just saying to me, your your Tinder profile would sound phenomenal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay, back to Tinder. Okay, <laughs> what would it look like, and yeah, what yeah. would my what if would you had like? to design my Tinder profile? I would gladly design it for you. I know. What did mean? What would be my opening? I don't know. Lion statement. What Head scientist at the mind museum, and you can make every chemistry pickup line joke viable because you can back it up with science. Just just say the stupidest stuff and just say I'm I'm a scientist. Trust me. Like they started like I don't know, I'll come up with something right now. Like, um, your H two is missing an O, and that O can be my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were gonna go with that. I, I, I was like, okay, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, that I'm would, on the spot. <laughs> that would work. That's pretty good. That, <laughs> I think that's pretty I, good I, for I, on the I, spot. No, I'm with you. I think that's the greatest. Be like, trust me, I'm a scientist. And this is like with zero science knowledge. So I, the jokes I'm making <laughs> are based. on I don't know a lot. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. That's good. That's right? good. H two O. Yes, that that was correct. Or it could have been like oh, like uh. <laughs> also pretty yeah, good. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could get behind that. It'd also be easy to break things off. You'd be like, you know, we just we just don't have chemistry. Trust me, I'm a scientist. <laughs> that's it, man. That's just, it. That's just, so funny. <laughs> that, that is the best way to break up with someone right? ever. I'm sorry, we don't have chemistry, but I would know. <laughs> I, I am a scientist. I've, I've checked. I've run the numbers. Go, bam, here's my car. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, magic. <laughs> I also do kids shows. <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> please, I'm help. Hire me. please help me. <laughs> yeah, I could do kids shows, actually. Should so um, what made you want to take the dive from employee to entrepreneur? 
Um, well, I don't know. There's something about well, for one, it came to the point where I had to choose. It's it's really one or the other, you know. You have to commit. Uh, it came to the point where there's just not enough hours in the day. Yeah. Um. There's to, 24. Wow. I'm a scientist. You're, so you would know. I'm friends with a scientist. All right. Go awesome. Ahead. Um. Yeah. And I just I I had to choose one. Obviously, I had to choose the one that, you know, you created from the ground up. You know, you really found it. Uh, it, it it's a really different feeling, doing something providing value and it's something completely yours like you mm. can take ownership of that it's it, like your baby yeah it's like my baby it, it's sort of like what you described when uh when you were acting mm. you know and you wanted to show it to people it's just like this is something i created right like this would not have been possible straight up without me oh um, okay like you're putting real value into the community yeah yeah so i had to quit that um and it's pretty fun when you know you have one of your best friends beside you uh, one question um What's something you'd want to tell someone that wants to start his own company but isn't ready to make that or is too scared to make that dive? Um, the wants to st- if you want it, just just it's as easy as just starting on it. Like, yeah. Just take that first step, even if it's something like literally picking out your company name. Yeah. Because that takes a while, man. It does. <laughs> it does take a while. It takes what, a while. It's is, gonna suck for a bit first. What are some uh, growing pains you've had now that you've uh, experienced being an entrepreneur for the past oh, almost two, two years? No, two years. Two years. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah. Been, yeah. It's, it's been around two years or a year so, and like ten months. Yeah, full time for two months, a year and ten months. Yeah. Entrepreneuring. Okay. Yeah. Um, growing pains. There's there's a lot of them. Uh, one is we started out completely different. Uh, so we wanted to start out as a solar company. That's what we initially set out to do. Mm. And since then, it's just been an endless series of pivots and failures. Not By the way, it's been two years. We're just all full of failures now. And that's probably the hardest thing about entrepreneurship. That's really what it is. You're failing constantly. And if you can't handle that, if you can't look at the failure and see, this is something I have to learn from. This is something that you know I should pivot and fix in order to keep moving forward. Uh, then it's really easy to quit to quit and give up because there were so many points where we could have and should have. You make a ton of mistakes, but if it's something you believe in, which I completely do, and I know we can still make work, I'm just gonna keep trucking at it. Um, and I guess uh, that's sort of like the scientific method, also too. Right. I mean, in science, literally the only way to learn is to is to make mistakes. It's not to prove something. If you prove something, that doesn't really prove anything. You have to prove that it's not everything else. You know? You've lost me completely. Wow. Oh my goodness. It's like the Pope thing all over again. So in science, uh, the only way to learn is from making a mistake. Okay. Right? If you prove your hypothesis or say you come out, you prove something, right? Okay. This happened because of this. Okay. Um, the only way to really make sure that's actually what it is okay. is to prove that it's not something else. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it, like you have to prove it's not a fluke. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm. For example, there's a 98% percent chance something will happen. There's a 2% chance something else will happen. Right. So 98% of the time something is this. 2% right. of the time it's something it's not. Sometimes when you do an experiment, you'll get that 2%. If that's the only experiment you do, you'll go around thinking for the rest of your life that that 2% is actually the majority. Okay. Get now it? I get it. Yeah. Okay. I swear. Numbers. <laughs> the numbers, easy. I know. You You know how many hours there are in a day? 24. Genius. Ask me again later. I will. Answer stays the same. Really? Wow, doesn't change? Um, so you're, uh, as a boss now, What did you, what's your mindset? Because you used to be an employee. Yeah. Like, is, has it changed at all? How do Because I've had my fair share of bosses, and bosses have a huge impact on your life. Yeah. Um, so, well, it, it's a bit hard because you're trying to 
on the one end, you're working with people your age. So to try to be, if, if, if all you've ever seen are uh, bosses that, you know, do the whole, I'm older than you, you should respect me kind of thing, as opposed to being a mentor and a friend. Yeah. And that, that never ends out ends up well, right? Yeah. Um, luckily, my, my last boss in the Mind Museum, wonderful mentor, wonderful friend. I still consider her a great friend. Yeah. Um, so I try not to look at it as like, I'm a leader. I know more than everybody else. Uh, it's sort of, we're all kind of on this journey. Uh, someone does need to take the leadership spot and I'm doing that, but it's, there's always mutual respect. I think that's it. It's mm-hmm. always about mutual respect. We need to have mutual respect for each other yeah, and for things to work out. Cause the best boss I've ever had was at the prop trading firm at the, at the crypto place in Australia. Okay, go. How's he the best boss? His ever? name is Michael. And he always put this like air of understanding and friendship and mentoring when you talk to him okay like he was the nicest smartest guy he always gave you your space but at the same time was hands-on when he needed to be which was amazing because i'm amazed that he was able to pull that off so well yeah and uh he really understood every single one of the people he was managing's like situation like by heart like uh, my situation for example was um i'm i'm here for only eight months i'm trying to make my my way to stay here um and uh, I wasn't performing the way I should have in the beginning of the, while I was working there. Like, okay. it, usually yeah, they yeah, cut yeah. you off in like two, three months if you don't make enough money. Right. But I, I don't know. They kept me around anyway because I'm a genuinely <laughs> fun guy. <laughs> look at him go. Look, look, look at me go, man. Look at jokes in my hands. <laughs> so, um, what's it called? The protocol for that company is you cannot trade outside of the trading floor until you've earned enough to trade. You have to use trading pl- privileges at home. Okay. Because there's like, you know, uh, proper equipment there, right. proper like, uh, et cetera, okay, et cetera. Okay, okay. So, um, it's three months into, and I have into Australia. I have five months left before I'm booted out. Right. I am straight stuff. terrified. Right. Like, yes. you know what I mean, like, I'm not even making money either. Yeah. So, like, I started like, what's it called, trading outside of hours from home because uh-huh. the crypto market is twenty four seven. Yes. And like, if you're not at the office when it moves, you don't make money. You want to die. Yes. Yeah, and like, you'll be on your desk for twenty hours at a time, and it won't move once. And like or substantially right. and it'll just feel like once it moves and you're not there you, you just go nuts and put the pressure of a visa and, and having to make put put I know. eat yeah. food you know yeah. just you have to eat move food like, like a normal yeah. person mm, yeah yeah so I, had, I i succumbed to the temptation of just like cheating the system i did it at home and um he sat me down one day and he's like hey buddy why, why are you doing this man like um you know it's against the rules like i know you're not stupid and i was like yeah i'm sorry like uh, i even i even uh tried to like Pivot around. Like, oh, I only did it once. He's like, Marco, we have full records here. I don't know. Like, I, I can see exactly when you did <laughs> yeah, it and yeah. almost sort of where. So, right. like, I, I don't know why you're doing this. Yeah. And I just opened up because he's never given me an, a, a reason to not be honest. I, 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 but, you know, you're scared of getting caught. You don't want to lose the job. You're desperate. So, you just kind of put yeah. that veil of, like, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I owned up to it. I said, I'm, listen, I'm sorry and I'm desperate. Like, I want to stay here. It is my dream to live here. And this is the only way chance I have so far to make that possible. And I'm getting scared that it's not going to work out for me. So I'm taking, like, irrational, um, unfair moves. And instead of taking the position of, like, the, you're, what are you doing? Like, and like getting really, really upset. He just goes, you know, Marco, um, the, the, the reason why we keep you here when you trade is because we have the tools to help you trade at your best capacity. Awesome. Okay. And that, um, Michael, he's the best dude ever. He's the best. Dude. Yeah, it, the best. Uh, the best capacity to trade is here, 
and I am always open to talk to you about this stuff. Like, I know your situation by heart. If you want someone to talk to or listen to, just straighten out your emotions. That's why I'm here. I'm your, not just your, 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 your manager, I'm your mentor. That's awesome. Yeah, so in my final days there, when you were talking about, you know, I didn't make the numbers, I had to go. It was so funny because they were explaining to me really nicely and they're like, how do you feel about the whole thing? I'm like, you guys gave me an opportunity to stay. That's more than anyone else has ever given me here. And that yeah, chance is yeah. like, I, how can I not be completely grateful? And like, Absolutely. And like, guys, I know I'm, I'm very aware. You guys said in the beginning, you guys cut people off at three months. It's been eight. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I know. Like, I know I'm not doing well. So I, I don't know why you keep me here, but I'm so grateful that you did. And That's when awesome. I was saying bye to them, he just goes up to me and says, Mark, I, I might cry <laughs> like, saying bye to you. Just, oh, man. That's yeah, nice. He's a, good, he's a good dude. And what he taught me was what kind of boss I want to be more like because of, like, how, because of, my, because of meeting him. Awesome. Well, that's really nice. Um, so we're going to wrap this up. But before we do, I just uh, wanted to ask. You can ask me anything. Um, so right now, technically, I am your boss. Yeah. Because you're working with me in this company that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Compare us. You too? Yes. He is so handsome. Wow, that really hurt. <laughs> he's the handsomest dude. He's the handsomest. Okay, he if he's the, the handsomest, handsomest dude, dude, I can't feel bad. Bro, he had like that perfect sculpt beard and like we had an inside he had joke. A beard, that's not he we, we had an inside joke at the office that there would always be this ridiculously pretty girl waiting at the lobby and be like, she's waiting for Mike. <laughs> for sure. No question. And uh, my, my other friend, Joel from Australia, is doing the same job now. And the, at, at first thing, he asked me about the job, like what to expect. And then he was like, I met Michael. I'm like, that guy fucks. That, <laughs> <laughs> that guy straight fucks. Yeah. And he was like, bro, I know. Oh, man. It's overwhelming man energy. And right. he's just a great dude. Yeah. So this, uh, it's not compounded, confounded at all by your dad. No, I mean, I, I like you. Yeah. You're nice. You also work out. Uh, thank you. Like I would assume you could lift almost like three-fourths as much as Michael could. At least, <laughs> like piece of shit. Why am I a piece of shit? Dude? You don't, you don't know him. My, fuck that guy. Wherever he is, I hope guy. he listens. How, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you speak about him that way? He's, yeah. like, he's only done good things for everyone around him. Oh uh, yeah. Is you it, sure it's not your daddy issues? This includes the countless women he's surely satisfied. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I want to meet this Michael dude. We'll have him on a guest on the show, and we'll arm wrestle. Arm wrestle on the spot. Yeah. Go, oh, I, don't wanna, yeah. I don't want you to lose in front of everyone. He's, uh, I will see. We'll see. Big Mike, bro. Big Mike. All right. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll have him on the show. Uh, well, that about wraps it up. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed uh, the conversation we've had this time. It's a little bit more professional. Mm. Um, we always try to have fun along the way. Uh, don't forget also to follow us on all our social media channels at scrapyard.ph on Instagram, TikTok, do we have anything else? Facebook also. We're Facebook. Also, we're also at scrapyard.ph. Yeah, so facebook.com slash scrapyard.ph. Like her page. Uh, send us a message. You can comment on it publicly, but if it's uh, something you want to send privately to just the both of us, you're free to do that too. Uh, so yeah, any last words? Any last words? Um, yeah, tell us about your job experiences and uh, how you felt and what you want to do if there's like something you want to, if you want to move from your job, if there's something you took from it and you learned from it. Yeah, feel free because... It's just me and him talking. <laughs> we we <laughs> need more true. people. <laughs> we love to hear your stories too. So thanks again every for, for everybody for watching and we'll see you next week. Next week. Bye guys. Bye.